What's going on, everybody? It is Friday, July 2nd. We are in July, man. That's wild. And you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Father Zo, a.k.a. Southside Zo. And with me, as always, back from his little mini vacation, Mr. Aldo Soto. What's up, Aldo? I wish I could go back, uh, you know, before Cubs didn't weren't on a six-game losing streak. Said it's just July. I wish we were back in May, back in the good old days when the Cubs weren't bad. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the excommunicado from the Church of Jake, Mr. K. Fizz. What up, Fiddler? The Reverend has left the Church of Jake for good. Uh, <laughs> I am officially on the Jake Arietta in the basket of Eric Sogard in the basket of fire into the sun. Done. That's a big basket. We got a lot to talk about. Cubs are trending the wrong way. White Sox have figured it out a little bit. That's some rivalry talk. We got a rival. We got a legit. Well, kind of legit. It's tough to be a rival when one team sucks. Um, <laughs> we got a rivalry reignited. Uh, we got trade rumors. Uh, All Star break coming up, and general just fuckery. So, with all that being said, let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So, the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. As always, the show is brought to you by PointsBet. Make sure you're using promo code PINWHEELS when you sign up for your account. All you got to do is go to one of their three physical locations in the Chicagoland area, set up your account, use promo code PINWHEELS, and you'll be all set. Show never started at 5. Um <clears throat> And also the show is brought to you by us. We have the link at the top of our Twitter account. Uh, make sure you go buy some merch or support the show. We have a couple different ways you can do that. Every dollar counts. We really appreciate it. This is not a Bears podcast. Uh, that comes on later, bud. And, yeah, once again, for those of you joining, this is Pinwheels and Ivy, a Chicago baseball podcast. Whew. That was a mouthful, really. That was a lot. That was a lot right there. Um, you know, you'd have been much, much more uh, intimidating had you have had this conversation with our listeners in the parking lot. Yes, because that happens all the time in professional baseball, where guys just happen to run into each other in parking lots. Um, Which well, is because yeah. Let's just start. The road, you don't park your car there. Let's just start there. So. The White Sox just completed a three-game sweep. Well, one game got rained out, but three-game uh, sweep 
of the Twins. It always feels very good to sweep the Twins, but this time it felt extra good. And the reason why it felt extra good was in Lucas Giolito's start, uh, he hung one to noted douchebag Josh Donaldson, who <laughs> did what he does, and he gave the ball a ride. You know, guy's a hell of a ball player. Can't take that away from him. Uh, while he was crossing home plate, he looked into his dugout and, like, did this thing with his hand. And he's like, it's not sticky anymore. It's not sticky anymore because he's hilarious. And the game went on and whatever, and it was brought up to Lucas in the post-game presser, and Lucas is just like, <laughs> first of all, Lucas gave out an A-plus, like, ugh. <laughs> when, someone, when they asked him about it, he was just like, ugh. He's like, he's just a fucking pest. I think it was a classless move. If you're going to talk shit, just say it to my face. I'm right there. Because basically what Donaldson is saying is that Lucas was using sicky stuff and cheating, which I'll plead the fifth on that one. But, uh, but okay, so that goes on, whatever. And then the next day, Donaldson gets on a Zoom call and just goes straight scorched earth. He starts tossing out Lucas Giolito RPM stats, how they're down 200 across the board. He starts talking about how who you're going to root for, the guy that's cheating or the guy who just wants the game to be fair. He's like, but then he goes, I confronted him in the parking lot after the game and said, I'm here I am in your face. What do you got to say? And let me just say, he didn't have much to say that. I'm so 100% calling bullshit on this story. If this were Chicago, I would think that the White Sox would release the security cam footage of the parking lot. Like that, yes. You know the Twins aren't going to release that, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Oh, wait, well, no, those socks are at home. Never mind. They could, yeah, they could pull that. So, yeah, no, it's in Chicago. Oh, okay. there, there is closed circuit cameras all over that fucking place. The home parking lot where the players park their cars versus where the visiting team buses, nowhere near each other. <laughs> they don't cross paths at all. Like, oh, and yeah, and see, here you go. Thank you, Alex. Show fact checker. Alex comes in on the chat, which if you watch our show live on Thursdays, you can participate in the chat. We appreciate everybody does. Liam Hendricks, basically, he said it never happened in an interview on Thursday, which I'm totally, dude, it was the most bullshit story ever. And the <laughs> fact, but again, we live in this society where it's a great sound clip. He said it. So all, as soon as he said it, ESPN, everybody just ran with it. You know what I mean? It never happened. I, by the way, I was going to say like happened. during the entire, like this entire fiasco with Donaldson and the Sox and the twins, Giolito going back and forth. If I were a Sox fan, this this worked out. This was like the most perfect scenario of all time because like there was no dumb "we're gonna hit you" the next game. Mm-hmm. There was no "let's do these fake uh, fights" that really people aren't. wanted it though. People like, did but, want. But that was the thing. What what did the Sox do? Sox just went out there and beat their ass. Like yeah, Donaldson yep. got his like solo home run. Like good job, bud. Your team's, team is garbage. And even. 
he like made the whole me, he made me money. Cool. <laughs> the, like the stuff with G, with uh, Dallas and Giolito, and like I mean, yeah. The, when I saw the when I saw the quote, I'm like, there's no fucking way. Like I thought it was a joke. I was like, there's, there's no fucking way, dude. I was like, you didn't go to a, what what parking lot are you talking about, dude? You didn't go out to a parking lot to confront uh, the pitcher the next or that yeah. night. But like whatever was said, like I think this was some good old fashioned like so ridiculous. Like it was, but it was, it was like, you know, it's what you want. Like as a fan, like whatever Dawson say, like talking shit. And then G Lee would be like, this dude's a fucking pest. Like mm-hmm. that's fucking great. You love that. It was all great. Donaldson just go after them. Donaldson, he extended. There was a, there was like, yeah. a, there was oh, a, yeah, to the Ozzy I'm comparing my OPS to a broadcaster. That's won a world series as a man. Shaw, what, what are you doing? Yeah. But you want, yeah, I didn't like start. Like the tone deafness of Donaldson uh, thinking anybody wants to root for that piece of shit is 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 almost comical. I would rather actually root for a cheater than uh, a a douche canoe like him. So yes, uh, it started all though because in the, the post game show, Ozzy was saying how he would put one in his ribs <laughs> and whatever. And shout out to the White Sox for not doing that. Don't take the bait. They're in last place. Yeah. If Cease throws at them, then you Cease gets suspended. The yeah. bench is clear. Somebody could do something stupid. You so get another get player suspended. Yeah. Someone can get hurt. Eloy loves to get hurt. Eloy's not even on the field. He'd probably get hurt in Arizona. <laughs> but He would get hurt in spirit. Yeah. yeah, and shit. But you're taking the bait, and now you're letting the last place team get in your fucking head. And by the way, that was something that we didn't mention. Giolito's quote when he's like, and by the way, the W goes next to my name, and your team's in last place. That <laughs> yeah. was such a good mic drop by Lucas. It was, it was all that great. That was beautiful. Yeah. But yes, although I want to make it clear, I love this shit. Like, oh, yeah, I, no, think, was, I think yeah, Donaldson is a huge knob. I think whatever, but I don't know about well, you guys. I don't not so much because you're not as big. But like the game on Wednesday and the game on Thursday was like appointment television for me. Like I wanted, and every run the Sox scored against the twins, like got a verbal fuck. Yeah. For me. You know what I mean? Like I was like, bury these motherfuckers. And I was very fired up about it. It's a great rivalry. I hate the twins more than any team in sports. Yes. More than the Packers. I hate the twins. And for this rivalry to be backfired up, let's go, dude. I love rivalries. It makes sports fun. And so, the White Sox went on to win Wednesday 13 to 3 and then Thursday 8 to 5 but that 8 to 5 wasn't even close it was like garbage runs by the Twins um i do want to say thank you to Josh Donaldson cuz the White Sox offense was struggling kind of just you know and Donaldson went and talked shit White Sox threw up 13 and 8 runs the next two games like that's and Part of that is because the twins suck balls, but they they DFA'd Shoemaker after yeah. Wednesday's game, which was he was like one of the off season pickups they were bragging yeah. about. <laughs> but yeah, Yasmani Grandal killed him. But it was a, a great series for the White Sox, and we're gonna get more into the series, but we do gotta talk about the Donaldson facts. Yes. You gotta lay it out for us, so you gotta man of the hour. So, so I woke up on Wednesday, and these guys will tell you, Fitz, Fitz, I think it was you who pointed it out in our chat when you were like, Donaldson said something about the sticky on Tuesday night. Like, it's not sticky anymore. And right away, I responded in our chat, fuck him, I hate Donaldson. <laughs> like, I didn't, like, that. Was, I just, I don't like that guy. 
And um, on Wednesday morning, I woke up and I was just kind of, I had to go into my office for work and I was sitting there waiting to go in and I was like, oh, you remember the Shaw facts that we, that people did during the, the Blackhawks cup run? Like, and those were like funny, like pro, like Chuck Norris, like jokes. Yeah. I was like, it'd be really funny if we did the opposite for Josh <laughs> Donaldson. And I didn't think any, I thought like, I said this uh, on uh, the, the smoke room show last night. I thought like, okay, maybe Fids will jump on a couple other people would probably add a couple, you know, whatever. I didn't expect it to blow the fuck up, dude. Like it was trending. Nationwide, nationwide, number five trending topic in America was hashtag Donaldson facts, and <laughs> it just kept going and going. And I'm, I'm getting a message from someone. They're like, "Yo, they're talking about you on ESPN Chicago on the radio." They're like, "Yeah, this was started by Matt Swasey." I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then my tweet was on the pregame show. Ozzy and Chuck were talking about it, and I was just like, "It was just wild, dude." But hundreds if not thousands of Donaldson facts came pouring in dude and people are very concerned or very um like to talk about how Josh goes to the bathroom a lot <laughs> do we want to do we want to pull up like the screen and share like just and just scroll down the the hashtag some of them are pretty brutal like some of them are like <laughs> I, I have a few that are uh I, I mean, I, we could. I, I thought I had a couple gems, even myself. I was. Oh, I thought I I had a pr couple pretty good ones. I like to think, but bro, this tweet had fifty-one retweets, one hundred eight quote tweet tweets, sixty six hundred and thirty-six likes, and then how many replies though? Four hundred nineteen replies. God Whoa. damn! Of like, like when it's like when Mailman Jack posts a picture of a pizza. Yeah, of Donaldson <laughs> facts and like. Some of them were really good. I think the most liked one was Herb Lawrence when he said, Donaldson says, I pay your, I pay your salary to <laughs> cops and teachers and wait staff. And uh, that was a really good one. I saw Josh Donaldson is waiting to see a little more research to get the vaccine. <laughs> uh, Donaldson said, baby Yoda is not that cute. Uh, Donaldson only helps old ladies halfway across the street. Um, I put... Donaldson buys his lotto tickets during the busy time in the morning and doesn't let people cut in front of him. And he slowly picks his numbers at the register. Even the Buffalo wings and rings got in it with Josh Donaldson eats at B-dubs. Right, dude, that, like <laughs> verified accounts out of nowhere. We're just coming, throwing haymakers. I'm scrolling through the, I'm scrolling through the, uh, through the quote tweets. John, Josh Donaldson asks, where's my hug when he sees a girl he hasn't seen in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was pretty good. Donaldson's favorite part of The Departed is the stupid rat at the end. <laughs> Donaldson uses his speakerphone when he's on a call in public places. Some of these are just so oh good. Oh, my dude. God. This one's uh, this one has to be. Josh Donaldson only listens to the clean versions of rap songs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you go to the basic one. Josh Donaldson wants to speak with the manager. Yep. Oh, that, was, <laughs> that was a very good one. Um, someone – I. I'm paraphrasing this one because I can't find it, but someone says like Josh Donaldson goes to Kohl's and tries on the clothes and leaves them inside out on the ground <laughs> of the changing room floor. I'm like, dude, who thinks of this shit? Like, um, was it Josh Donaldson died of dysentery on the Oregon trail? That was, a, that was you on it. That was a good one. Like by the Oregon trails official account. That was, that was a special moment. <laughs> Donaldson likes to correct people by saying, actually we're in fourth place, not last place. <laughs> 
by the way, I'm I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing like you know obviously some of the Twins fans being like, oh, Sox fans are mad. Uh, Sox fans. Well, are I replied to every one of those, and it was like uh, making fun out of your, <laughs> like your jackass player. That's just Oof. like fucking busting balls, having a great time as a fan. Like there's yep. nothing. I just saw a tweet from like that one Twins denier guy. You're letting a guy in fourth place live rent free in your head. These are just jo- like what right. are you talking about, guys? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Josh Donaldson believes Jared Leto is the best Joker. That's a good uh, one. Josh Donaldson has been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. That's a good one. It's like, there's, dude, these just go on and on, and I was in <laughs> tears. Josh Donaldson reminds the teacher to collect the homework. Oh, uh, there's like six of those. That one got repeated off. Josh was really Donaldson good. was at the insurrection on January 6th. There's a, there's a lot of those. There's a lot of those. <laughs> I, had, I had Josh Donaldson uh, worked on posts and tweets with Aubrey Huff on 4K, and I had something like that. Josh Donaldson only <laughs> drinks Jaeger bombs. Josh Donaldson doesn't bat flip on home runs. He bat flops. Oh, you got him on that one, Feds. You got to own that one. That one was yours. Was uh, the, the, Josh Donaldson one, talks about Fight Club. I like yeah. It. This, this one was used like seven times. Donaldson microwaves fish in the work break room. <laughs> that was a good one. I got historical. Josh Donaldson showed Xerxes Army the secret back road that allowed him to surround and defeat King Leonidas at his 300 Spartans at Thermopylae. I don't know what any of that means. Uh, it's a start. Don- Josh Donaldson splits two tens while playing blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the end when he's reading a choose your own adventure book. Yep. A lot of people saying Josh Donaldson double dips his chips. At yeah, parties. I saw that a couple times. Uh, this was actually from our Bears podcast host, Roof. Donaldson likes season nine of Scrubs. That <laughs> 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 was like one of these games of Game of Thrones on that one, too. Yep. Josh Donaldson literally follows Eric Sogard, and there's a screenshot of Donaldson's follows, and he follows Eric Sogard. Funny. <laughs> Marto with, with the shot. Josh Donaldson doesn't realize I just put sticky stuff on his wife. That's a oh, it went a little bit there. Yeah, some some people did a lot. Some people went hard in the paint, and yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and read. There's over 500 of these. Oh, no, this was fantastic. Wipes the back front. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- th- dude, like I said, there's a lot. Of, the one that was probably repeated the most often was that he pees sitting down. <laughs> that was that was probably said like over under about fifteen times on that one. I really but did claps when an airplane lands. That one. That, that one was really good. Uh, he cuts people in line when the airplane when people are getting off an airplane. That was good too. The original one that I started was that he leaves his shopping cart in the middle of the parking lot. Like it was just dude. Mailman Jack with Josh Donaldson bites his hot dog in the middle. <laughs> that's no, that's funny. But it's just kind of like, and you know what? It was all in good fun. People had fun with it. A lot of people replied with like, yo, you had me laughing all day at work. And that's what it was all for, man. It was all yeah. for shits and giggles. He doesn't live rent free in my head. He doesn't like it was just people that, that phrase is so, that phrase is so fucking overused. Like percent. One hundred percent. And like it is. It's it's a rivalry. It's fun, dude. And it was cool to see on Wednesday and Thursday, every time Donaldson was at the plate or in the field, he got booed hard, which he should. And he yeah. even said it to his credit. He's like, you're not supposed to like me. I'm on the other team. 
Yeah, that like, was the thing. It was like with right, all of dude. it. It was like yeah. all this was like great. It was just yes. good. Like, yeah, you're not you're not supposed to like not everyone's gonna be friendly. You can right. hate other guys on the team. It was all fucking good, fun back and, and forth. I feel like we don't have rivalries like this because guys jump around from teams so much mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, but and then the icing on the cake for me on Wednesday was I know how this always plays out. Like it like <laughs> It always plays out this way. So I put money on Josh Donaldson to hit a home run on Wednesday night, and he came up to the plate, his first at-bat, Cease put it on a tee for I mean, talk about a cement mixer. Holy shit. Just up in the zone, just stay there. And he put it 15 rows deep. So not only did I get to make fun of you all day, Josh, <laughs> I got paid because of you. Paid. You, gave, you gave me money, and your team got fucking dick slapped for three games in a row. And then he did after that home run, he did nothing. I mean, he had a sack fly on Thursday, but he struck out a bunch, took a couple walks, had an error in the field, had a runner's interference call against him, which I made a I said, Josh, this isn't the parking lot. You can't just go up to everybody's face on the field. But <laughs> I was a little more I was more more uh, off put by the tongue. Um on the on, on the uh, on the pimping of his home run. Um he put that tongue out there, and all I could think about was was Scarface. When you when Tony Montana, yeah, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I saw the the TikTok YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. that's whoa, 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 buddy, buddy, you look like a lizard. It's very loud. Right. <laughs> uh, Put that thing back in your mouth. You look like a lizard. <laughs> like it, I think like, Alex, I think Alex is right. It could have been just a long conzo for you to just bet on what? the. Uh, you work the you you work the uh, reverse jinx. To be very clear, though, I also said. He's gonna hit home run and the White Sox are gonna win by ten and the White Sox won thirteen yeah. to three. So I maybe have powers, guys. Just just throwing that out there. I might have powers. Equal powers. Yeah, so jury's out on this, but if I have these powers, then um but no, it was it was fun, dude. And at the end of the day, like I think we all agree on it's just fun to have rivalries in sports. Like legit rivalry. Rivalries that like spew out into like press conferences and like as long as they're not idiots on the field about it like nobody threw at anybody nobody got Mm -hmm. in a fight it was just a good old-fashioned rivalry and it's awesome i know you said that i think right before we started to record it's like you know or at the beginning you know it's tough to have rivalries when like one side like fucking sucks but at the same time there's like there's nothing better when you're just fucking just murdering the other team day in and day out. Well, the Sox right. are now what eight and one against the Twins, mm-hmm. with like a what, what's the run differential like plus thirty nine or something? Like that's yeah. just fantastic. It brings yes. me back to like in 2016 when the Cubs are just yes. like beating up the Reds every game. Eastman is 100 percent right. I am in a betting chat with Eastman and a couple other buddies. I definitely <laughs> do not have powers. <laughs> definitely do not. If I have powers. You just world, need you yeah. just need Josh Johnson to have these fake uh, mm-hmm. confrontations confrontations in the, in the parking lots. He's, he's just busted you out. Oh no, he's one hundred percent right. I, we just talked about that. I know you were reading, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that Liam Hendricks came out and said like that never happened is just the cherry on top of this whole week. That's perfect. Right, they need to drop the security footage. I want to see. I would love. There that. is no footage. That's what there is. It's, it's going to be footage of Lucas Giolito getting into his car. I would love to see footage of Lucas Giolito getting. Is this, was he with his dad too? <laughs> no, his dad's in Cali. Oh, his dad's in Cali. Okay. 
And then, and then just like, you know, just team wise overall, like with the seat, like just a great series after losing to Seattle. And then the, I mean, that previous week, like Houston and splitting in Pittsburgh, come back, win these three games and you're all good again. They needed that. And yeah, this was a huge, a lot of big things came out of this series. One being Gavin Sheets. Mm -hmm. Gavin Sheets gets called up. Um, you know, with Engel and Eaton and, you know, some other DLs and everything. But not only does he get his first MLB at bat, but he absolutely mashed all week. Had his first MLB homer, like. Oh, I think I have some breaking news. Oh, what's that? Okay, so this is from Wyatt Wheeler reporting on Sports Talk. It sounds like Jake Brigger has been called up to the Chicago White Sox. We will work to confirm it, but Aloy, or not Aloy, Yoan Mankata had arguably the worst slide of the year for the White Sox, which is saying something because this team doesn't know how to slide, apparently, <laughs> and busted his hand up. Uh, LaRusa said in the post game that. Ooh, okay. So we have from Jonathan Lee, uh, covers the minor leagues for the Sox. Mm-hmm. Charlotte players are on the field. Still no sign of Jake Berger. Jake Berger not in the lineup tonight. Jonathan Lee is a trusted source. Yep. He's a very good foul for White Sox fans. And uh, you know what? It's only nine games. It's only nine games until the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's already going to miss this weekend, I mean, give him that extra time maybe? Oh, I'm all for it. I don't – and my whole tune has changed where people are like, vote for this guy to make the All-Star game. I don't vote for any White Sox players. They all need to rest. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> just, let, just don't vote. I mean, I'm sure they got clauses in their contract where they're like, dude, get me to the All-Star game. I want that extra 500K or whatever. But, like, I don't want to see Jose Abreu that weekend. I want him on chilling. Yasmani Grandal, chill. Chill. Yeah. Go on Mancata, go work on an album you, or something. You need all the pitchers need to pitch that Sunday so that yes. they can't get in the game. <laughs> But this but yeah, no, it, it sounds this, like Jake Berger's on his way. Which is, I mean, everybody was pumped for Gavin Sheets, and I was a little hesitant, like, all right, guys, like, calm down. He's not going to be a world beater, like, right away. Five for 11, a home run, two doubles, five RBIs, and two runs scored in the series against Minnesota. And he faced some good pitchers, too. He, he mm-hmm. did Minnesota's best pitchers, whatever. Uh, Miata, Barros, you know, and – his his approach at the plate. I don't know, Kev. Did you get to see any of his at bats? I I did not. I didn't. Um... Okay. Oh no, I don't blame you. I mean, but his uh, approach at the plate very patient. A lot of those hits were opposite field, going with the pitch. Um, he did not look like a guy taking his first major league at bats. I'll put it that way. I thought it was really telling today in the situation. I was at the bottom of the sixth or the seventh. They had runners at first and second, nobody out, and he was up. And instead of doing what we think Tony would normally do right in that situation, which is bunt, Tony mm-hmm. actually let the kid go out there and give it a shot. I yep. mean, I, I thought that that was something that, that might be an underrated thing about Tony LaRusso. Because in that situation, if it's Billy Hamilton, you damn sure you know he's going to bunt to advance that right. run back on him. He let the kid go. And, they, I mean, obviously the kid was at the time was five for ten. Why wouldn't you? But mm-hmm. the kid go out there and have his moments, have his experience. And that's – these are the little ways that that you can get these younger guys uh, high intensity moments and see yes. what. And that was a good. I, I thought that that was a very telling thing though today in the game. So Tony Larusa didn't do textbook bunt in the late innings. He let the kid go. And I mean, 
I'm not rushing to judgment. Like, yeah, like Alex is saying in the comments, like I'm not about to give the guy this everyday starter role or whatever. Personally, I think it's awesome because I think his trade value just went. Well, I was going to tell you. Something. Yeah. But you definitely don't want the front office being like, Gavin Sheets, he's, yep. he's on it because yep. we already saw the good. Yep, we're good. <laughs> we, already saw, we, we were already seeing the, the little tidbits from the beat writers yep. being like, Sox think, you know, with Eloy and Robert coming back, those, those are as good as moves as they can make. If you're a Sox fan and you do not <laughs> expect that phrase to come out of Han's mouth in the front office, you have not been paying attention. Like, we <laughs> yeah. all knew that was coming. But Gavin Sheets, uh, definitely his stock rose. I mean, it's a great selling point to go around to these teams and be like, look at, he looks pretty good at the MLB level. Like it's not bad guys. You can work with this. He's the first player in white Sox history with multiple hits and multiple RBIs in each of his first two career MLB games. And that's pretty, I mean, I'm not saying like, again, I'm going to pump the brakes, but kind of straight up for Joey Gallo at this point. <laughs> he had he had a very good opening series, and he's not a right fielder though. I will say that. Like he made the plays in right field, he did what was expected of him, but he, yeah, he was not. He's not a right fielder. It just goes back to like what how the Sox have uh, responded, like the players have responded to like every big injury, like going back to, you know, the beginning of the season with Eloy, mm -hmm. Robert, Magical, like guys, like maybe the, it hasn't been like, they haven't sustained it, but at least for like the first week or two, mm -hmm. like the guys have come in, like they've kept you afloat. They've done more than enough. Absolutely. Just hang in, fill in those like gaps in the offense, do just enough. Uh, and mm -hmm. obviously with the pitching that they've had, that's basically, that's all you need. Just kind of be average and you'll, you're going to win most of the time. And yeah, just like if this is all you get from Gavin Sheets, you get a fucking great series against the Twins. Great, like mm -hmm. fantastic. But again, it goes back to even if you are going to get Eloy and Robert back, you still got to make that one one move. Right. No, I one hundred percent agree. I still don't think Danny Mendick's an everyday starter. I just still don't think you know you want Laurie Garcia starting every day, even though he played a really good third base uh, in Yohan Moncada's absence. Um, Billy Hamilton, Goodwin. Goodwin had a really good series, too. Mm -hmm. um, but Billy Hamilton, I mean, he's basically batting with one arm right now. And he said he's only batting from the right-hand side. Oh, and yeah. It, yeah. And he went up and did a righty-righty matchup. And he got he tried to lay a bunt down. And it just looked really, really awkward. He ended up ripping a line drive. But it, Donaldson had to, like, put his glove up to protect his face and caught it. But, I mean... The other big thing out of this series, though, was, and this is bad news for the league, Andrew Vaughn's hitting righties. Mm. Andrew Vaughn went six for nine, nice, <clears throat> with a homer and four RBIs in this series. But, yeah. It's he, almost like he's adjusting yeah. more chances he gets. And he's doing exactly what you said, Kevin. He's, he's waiting back more. He's not getting – he's – He's waiting back on the pitch a little bit more. He's going with the ball. You can see it. It's extremely noticeable. And if he starts hitting righties at a clip like this, league's fucked. Yep. League's absolutely fucked. I was told that he should have been sent down. You got to let that go, bud. <laughs> him and Crochet, send him down. I know. But... Oh, wait. What happened today? Crochet was dominant, too. By the way, speaking mm, yesterday. Yesterday. Was that yesterday. Two days, two days ago, Wednesday. 
Speaking of trades and what they can be and what they can do, uh, like who told Bob Nightingale that the Sox were about to trade for Escobar? First of all, Bob Nightingale threw two thirds of an inning, struck out two today. Oh, he did pitch today. That's right. He came in, he came in the uh, was that the bottom of the uh, sixth, seventh, or yeah. top of the sixth. Kopic pitched too. Kopic actually got the win. Came in for Cody, who walked to, and then he bailed. Right. Nope, but that's back-to-back for Crochet. And Crochet and Kopic both popping 98 on that glove, baby. It's great to have Kopic back because you know who keeps struggling? Cody Hewitt? 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 struggling. Evan Marshall went down with the, with the horrible tightness of the forearm, and he was doing the whole same thing that we saw with uh, Tommy Shelby in Tampa Bay. Like his uh, – Fingers were twitching and all that stuff, and uh, the that sucks. The good thing that's like emerged from this though has been Burr. Ryan Burr has been he's throwing, having the breakout twenty twenty one season. Yeah, like he he called his <laughs> shot on Twitter, and um, what's this noise? Oh, sorry. This is why I don't use ESPN. <laughs> they're autoplay ads? Yes, they're autoplay ads. I was like, I thought Kevin was doing it. I was like, Kevin, where are you playing? But, no, uh, me. Okay. Now, it wasn't me this time. It wasn't me. But it was just so Burr's coming along with bullpen guys dropping like flies. And then, I don't know, man. It's just, it was a good series. Crochet looks like he's got a little bit of his confidence back, which is great. Um, now they go to Detroit. Is it Detroit? Yeah, they go to Detroit for three games, and then Minnesota, and then Baltimore. Um, Nine and now. They need, <laughs> I mean, they could. They can run into the All Star break. With I mean, nice, that could that that could be like three series wins, and then you're sitting pretty at the All Star break. And ready to buy, hopefully, because um, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, jump off your the Eduardo Escobar shit was just weird. We said it was weird. It was weird. Bob was ripping off midnight drunk tweets about it. <laughs> and that was weird. And then Heyman Heyman goes jinxed it. Jordan Miller jinxed it too. I, I put him on a blame. And then Heyman goes on six seven score saying that Arizona as for Berger and uh, Zach Collins, and then people in Arizona were just like, no, I never, what? We never asked for that. That's ridiculous. And I don't know. The whole thing's just weird. And I still think the White Sox will make a move. I'm not feeling as confident as I did about a week ago that they were going to make at least two moves. But I think they got to make one. You got to, I, I feel like you got to get that, that infielder, man. You got to get that. I'm good with Escobar. I'm not trying to say I don't want Escobar. I'm good with Escobar. Be better with Frazier. Be better with Joey Gallo. But Escobar's fine. Works for me. I'm just so curious how, like, that conversation with Whoever Bob talked to, obviously we know that he has, like, a direct in with, like, it's either Kenny Williams or Jerry Reinsdorf. Like, what could they possibly told him that he was just like, guys, guys, Sox are getting Escobar like in a couple of days. Like it's gonna happen. You heard it here first, mm-hmm. and then like it's two weeks later and crickets. Like what the hell? Yeah. Was and- he t- or, like does he just not know how to like like comprehend 
like a like a hey, like we're in talks with the Diamondbacks. And he's just like, Oh, you guys are getting Escobar now. Perfect. Right. And it's like, what do you what do you gain from that, Bob? <laughs> like that's a huge the risk outweighs the reward on ripping that tweet. And here's the thing. Like obviously there are talk there are talks between them because mm-hmm. you know who who was the other guy that had like the source tweet? Chuck. Mm-hmm. And you know, whenever we see something with Chuck, it's like, all right, there's it's something serious. But like, yeah, yeah. like did they did 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 Twitter ruin another White Sox trade? Right. And <laughs> Jeff Passan said that they're still in talks. I feel like that's just an easy thing reporters can say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I can say like the Sox were in talks with the Pirates. I bet you I wasn't wrong. <laughs> right. I could just say it. I bet you it's not wrong. But with the Twins getting spanked again and not looking like there's any upside there. I think the twins are going to be some, I think they're going to sell off some pieces. I think they owe it to Nelson Cruz. Like, bro, you brought Nelson Cruz on to do one thing and that was to mash. And he's been done nothing but that for you. And you're a a sinking ship. (laughs) Let the 40 year old dude go to a contender. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks because the whole National League is not available. You can't put mm. him in the field. I don't know. Can you play first base? Like maybe? I don't yeah, know. That's the only position I <laughs> think you could stick him at. But I don't know. I'm trying to think of who in the AL could use him. Yankees. Yankees? Uh, but are the Yankees even going to be buyers? The Rays. Ooh, the Rays. That's a good call. Rays. So I'm at a DH down in Tampa. I'm getting his little early step on a retirement spot. <laughs> That's what's up. But and then my question to kind of switch gears a little bit to you guys. Oh, God. <laughs> are the Cubs going to be sellers? How about you go first then? I'll tell those you. Were, those were two Giolito-esque <laughs> groans right What's as it? I asked that question. That's because the hyperbole is back. This was, I mean, we, we someone, knew it. Someone posted, knew it. Hey, this is the worst Cubs baseball team they've ever seen. I'm like, Stop Stop it. <laughs> then they, they just started watching the Cubs. Then. Funny enough, the I think the 2016 Cubs in June were probably one of the worst uh, Cubs teams in recent memory. Uh, we're like stretches of time. Yeah, but we knew, we knew this was going to happen. We saw the June schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, middle of June, it was looking all right. You know, they they like won a series in San Diego. I swept the Cardinals. We're like looking good. All right. And then they were tied for first with six days left in June <laughs> and for no hitter. And now we're six day, six games out on July 1st. That's how everything has gone for the last six days of June. It is so frustrating. Like, like we've gone back and forth like multiple times. Like, you know, yeah. Like are, the Cubs had the talent. Like, do they have the pitching? And then they had the pitching and then everything was rolling in May. And we're like, we're thinking, all right, this is going to be something special. You know, even in June, like again, like midway through June, and like even last entering the last week, still good shape. Like you know, just win a couple games, like you end of the month, like you know, maybe three three games back or something. But no, <laughs> just get annihilated in LA. Uh, like every, everyone's hurt now. All, Ever since, all, all while the Brewers are feasting on yeah, that's the other thing. Nine games in a row with the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. Yeah, it's like the Cubs had like fucking like had to go through hell in June and like. The Brewers like face, half their games were against the cart or the the Rockies and the Diamondbacks and like the Pirates. That was a Sunday night baseball <sighs> game in LA, and then immediately the next day playing in Milwaukee. 
Like I saw, okay. So the Cubs were, when the Cubs went twelve and sixteen in June. Like obviously four games under five hundred, like bad. But it's not like they were like, it's not like they were like you know they only won like eight games or something. Like they're four games under. But the fucking Brewers went nineteen and eight. So right. yeah, you have that six game fucking switch at the end. And then you know everyone's hurt. Like Bias has been bad for like a, like a month plus. Bryant's been injured like lately, and then he was he's been bad in June. Rizzo has the back thing again, and like. The cup. The cup. So we need to. We do need to temper back the KB is hurt thing. So, oh yeah, I was gonna ask you, Kevin, what's going on with KB? KB said it was sore, and Ross hasn't played him since. KB said he was sore because of a dive, like, and the overcaution. This is why Chris Bryant doesn't tell the Cubs when he's banged up. This is exactly what happens. This is he wanted to play. He was in the tunnel swinging a bat uh, in game two. He wanted. Here's the thing, Kevin. I know you defend the guy, and I'm not going to shit on KB. I'm just saying, but this is why you don't. No, but I'm just saying, like KB's just been bad too. So, like, (laughs) why not? Yeah, why not give him a couple days off? Yeah. So, like, that's the thing. He like, and then Rizzo. Rizzo's had like the back thing now twice. So, like, the Cubs just have to wait. Like, the Cubs are just like always down when Rizzo has a back injury because like they don't want to put him on the ten day, but then he doesn't play for like a week, and it's like, well, that was a fucking waste because you could have brought someone useful, maybe. Um, <laughs> with right. Patrick Wisdom, your boy though, Patrick Wisdom's doing great. He got yes, fucking sir. hurt in the Brewers series. <laughs> Everything's just the oh, uh, the other part, the pitching part. Ever since they did the crackdown on the on the sticky stuff, half the fucking guys can't pitch. Tommy Nance, I think we realized why he you know he didn't make his debut until he was thirty, because <laughs> like, <laughs> he was fucking great when he like that first month he came up. But then ever since the crackdown, holy shit, he's been awful. Tapera, um, Tapera, but he's on the deal with the calf injury, so he was banged up already at that point. So, like, is that <laughs> or is that the sticky? Is it or is it the calf? I don't know. Like, so right now, the only way the Cubs can win if like they have to shut out the other team. <laughs> half the guys are injured on offense. Either half the guys are injured on offense, or they just are bad. The Cubs have no depth in the road. Jake Arrieta, I want off this team as soon as possible. Yep. Zach Davis, who I've shit on for a while, he's been like one of their best pitchers lately. So well, yesterday was a disaster. The Cubs put up seven runs in the top of the first inning, <sighs> and Arietta went back and immediately gave them all back. The Cubs ended up, yeah, it went from up seven to nothing. And I actually made the stupid point of saying, "Hey, good. All Jake needs to do is just get get them right back to the dugout. <laughs> fight to the bat rack. Boat race coming." Nope. Single so, walk walks in a run like. And, and at this point, this is on David Ross. Get your head out of your ass, David Ross. It was obvious to every single person watching the baseball game that Jake Arrieta didn't have it, and more so was beyond not having it, was actually in dog crap territory. There should have no reason that he should have had another opportunity to go out there after he gave up the first two base runners in that in the bottom of the second inning. Instead, he leaves him out there to give it all back, um, uh, almost all back, six six of it back. And then, obviously, Jake Arrieta hasn't gone beyond five innings since like the beginning of April. So you know, he was already done before he, I mean, he got ending in two thirds, whatever. Um, Jake, you know, Jake Arietta, you know, he's not the one that actually could pull the trigger. And David Ross got caught with his thumb in his ass. He was not paying attention. He was, he, he was trying to give too much to someone that he respected from five years ago, thinking that five years ago was today. And that one is on Ross. There's no excuse for a major league manager to give away a seven run lead stake to a starter before they even throw their first pitch. None, zero excuse. At some point, you'll get your head out, remove it, and you make the change. He didn't. He sat and wait till Jake gave it all back. And it's that made the and you get a bullpen that goes out there. He just again that was a David Ross screw up as much as it was Jake Arrieta not performing. Obviously, Jake Arrieta's washed. I'm gonna you know like 
I'm not going to even disagree with that, like the, the management of that. But then it's like, <laughs> can't have the bullpen pitch like seven seven innings every game. And what does that go back to? What did the front office do in the offseason? Oh. They thought Jake Arrieta and Trevor Williams was going to like be enough. Right. They, that there's no fucking depth, and even after the game, they, they were really like, didn't. "It was they were they, they signed Jake Arrieta because they knew fans would go, oh my god, I'm so happy we got Jake back because we lost you know, the two. Let's live in the past. That's what that's how you sell. That's what that's what a carnival worker does. To it get was started. it was that, and it's like uh, it, after the game, you know, they're like, so like you know, is Arietta's like spot in the rotation like up in the air? And like it wasn't a great point, but and like I'm pretty sure Ross just said it just not to like throw his guy underneath the bus or whatever. But he's like, you know, like who are we gonna replace him with? And yeah, who the fuck are you gonna Cubs have no fucking depth? Who are you gonna replace? There's him no with? one down on the farm they can call, or there's someone that could be just as bad as Jake. So why not? I mean, like, no, that's and that was my fucking thing from like the off season. If you're because what what are the Cubs? Do? What did the front office do? What did the ownership do? They fucking took a they just kneecapped the team from the beginning of the season. They kneecapped the team. You traded away your best pitcher. You you like you bet on a couple like fifth starter fringe guys to maybe like save the end of your rotation. And now we're saying that that obviously that wasn't going to hold up. So there is no depth. Like like who are they going to bring up? There is no like there is not a name who's like this guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> There's there. Like that, like Cole Stewart. He's been a couple spots right? Like he had like one all right one, and then one where he was fucking horrible. Like who? There's no. Yeah, I don't know the Cubs farm system well enough to. Uh, did you talk? Did you say Wyatt Wheeler earlier? Wyatt, yeah. That was the guy that you quoted earlier. Yeah. Yeah, Reporting on Sports Talk with at Art Haynes, it sounds like Jake Berger has been called up to the White Sox. Mankata has swelling in his hand and will likely miss some time. Shut him down. Shut Mankata down until the All Star break. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it's fine. Everybody, dude, Cole Stewart. By the way, Cole Stewart is the only option the Cubs have. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the only guy. And like Alec Mills, who's like the long reliever, like he hasn't yeah. been anything special either. No, and the fact that you two who pay very close attention to the Cubs. There's no guy. It, it took you that long to think of a guy. It just yeah, that's that's, that's not a good sign at all. Like and, that's, like, uh, and then oh my god, the fucking offense. So uh, June, I think they hit 187 as a team. Mm-hmm. 187. <laughs> well, and and we haven't even touched on what Clayton Kershaw said. Um, the Kershaw quote pretty much took a gigantic dump on Tom Ricketts, saying that th- this th- this team basically with you Darvish and Victor Carantini is. Contender, and he really wish he could have seen how good this Cubs team could have been with those guys on his. I'm sure he's probably saying he'd love to see him not on the Padres too, of course. <laughs> but he 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 said some stuff that basically said, "I there's no reason why this Cubs team shouldn't have had those weapons with the amount of ability that this team has." And basically said that. And this is the thing too; people forget this. We talked about June, June and April, same months. It's almost almost the same thing. Terrible offense, bad like historically bad offense. And then you got the month of May. The Cubs were fantastic. They're about to enter the month of July where they don't play a single game against a team with a 500 or better record. They play, I think it was 24 games in this month, and not a single opponent has a record above 500. This is what the Cubs, this is the month where the Cubs need to, you know, they say beat the teams you're supposed to beat. This is the month where if the Cubs, again, you're down six. There's 81 games left in the season. It's not over. 
and and again, the Brewers have the Pirates, I think, and now they get a they get a pretty decently tough schedule, but they play tough teams tough. They actually fall asleep against the crap teams a, a little more frequently than than they should the, the Brewers, which again, but I think the Cubs competed against the Dodgers. The Cubs weren't out of any game in LA. The six to one game being probably the only one outlier. They were in every they were in this Brewer That's game true. in the bottom That's of the eighth inning. It was a two-two game, four-four game in the bottom of the eighth when the wheels mm-hmm. came off. You know, the Cubs were up seven against, you know, there were so many things that the Cubs just could have done that show that they're a competitive team. But I have a bigger concern with how easily the wheels come off with this group. And it reminds me, we've talked about Javi and Javi checking out and saying the other guys check out mentally when things were going poorly. We've seen it now twice in two days, the Chicago Cubs, something bad happens. And then we've seen the opposing team put up 10 runs and 10 runs in the bottom of the eighth one day. It's uh, God. Eric Sogard pitched twice in that series. I was going to say Eric Sogard's pitched like more than Craig Kimbrell like the past week. So, how, like, the, how are the Cardinals been? Cardinals been awful. Cardinals have sucked. Yeah, like the Cubs been. have been bad. The Cardinals are like like ten games under in the last like thirty games or something. Yeah, I was going to say I haven't seen too much about the Cardinals, and so that's why it's I don't think it's as cut and dry as people think about the Cubs being sellers. Right now, the Cubs are sitting at 42 and 39. They're six back from the Brewers. The Cardinals are 40 and 41. The Reds are 39 and 40. Like, that's a real tight fucking division. Like, if that would be a pretty big white flag if the Cubs started selling off like a Craig Kimbrell or some shit like it's that. Just, I'm calling this right now. The Cubs will be two games out of first place at the end of July. It will be two games out of first at the end of August. Two games. And, and that's, that's a contender. Again, again, they've played the Dodgers and the Padres, the two teams that everyone perceives to be the team you got to get to the World Series through. They, they, they've won four, four of seven with the Padres or with the Dodgers. They won three at home and one on the road. That's a winning series in a regular series. Um, they, and the Padres, they were five and one against the Padres. Those are the two teams, right? You got to go through. I mean, the Brewers obviously are proving to be maybe the best team in the National League right now. Um, and with their pitching staff, especially makes it difficult. But I think that if the Cubs could somehow get in over the Brewers, um, they've shown that they are. They match up well with those two teams. I mean, honestly, and those are the two teams you're going to have to worry about. So I, I don't mean the Cubs aren't they, – they're not non-contenders. They're not sellers. But, it, you know, if, if things don't go well in the month of July with this favorable schedule, they have to be sellers at the end of the month. But I just don't think that this – I think this team's good enough. Nico Horner's coming back. We're not going to get Duffy back until the end of the All-Star break, a little bit after the All-Star break. He's on the 60-day. Um, but Nico Horner's – the numbers with Nico Horner in the lineup compared to the numbers without Nico Horner in the lineup are absolutely telling. They are brutally telling as to what that lineup is with and without, which goes back to the beginning of the season when they made the stupid mistake of putting them, sending them down instead of starting the season with them. Um, the Cubs wasted three weeks of bad offense that could have had, again, a dude that hits 350, 360, what he's doing right now, sets a table. The Cubs batting average is like 40 points higher. They scored they, like, in the same amount of games from then, like for the end of June to when he got hurt. The Cubs, I think in that, in another, in the, in the time that he came back, I think the Cubs put up like 40 some odd more runs. Just in that time period, they had a better on-base percentage. They had somebody that splits up those three outcome guys. There's no reason in the world that Javi Baez should be hitting three or four at all, ever. Never should ever have that guy hit in front of Chris Bryant, ever. It makes it just, you ruined Chris because mm-hmm. they, they, I mean, and you don't put someone behind him. The other day, they walked, what did they walk Javi to get to? Javi took like three walks because they were like, bye, Javi. We're going to go to whoever's behind you. And I think in his case, it was maybe Wisdom or uh, Riznik or something. I mean, it it's, was. It's bad. <laughs> Yeah. The other day, like the lineup, like the lineup right now, you have guys. It's like speaking of like the the Jarvis trade and like obviously the Caratini was involved too. The Cubs are on like their sixth backup catcher right now. 
Yes. <laughs> I, I, I have seen that be a pretty big topic of conversation. Like, the and like, the Cubs, so like, because of that, like, the Cubs have, like, they have to, like, start Contreras most of the time, and he's getting fucking just, you can see it, like, his numbers are dragging, because he has to, like, go out there six out of seven times, because the fucking backup is, like, a, a zero. <laughs> Zoe, you're talking about White Sox versus hamstrings? Right now, it's just, like, Cubs catchers versus any injury. Even in the minor leagues, Miguel Amaya has a forearm injury. He's been out a month. Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant for your Mercedes. Pass. Backup, <laughs> backup catcher. You can have a really good month for you. I think I think your I think your mean and Chris have had had similar numbers in June. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So with the Cubs in this weird situation though, and obviously they need to get pitching if they can. It ain't gonna be Scherzer because the Nats are back to what five hundred now. Yeah, no, that's the other thing. What, is is Kimbrel the the piece that you move or like, no? That's that's the thing though. If the Cubs trade Kimbrel, like it's gonna be for like teenagers. They're not gonna make a move for because no. the, the, the team you're making a move with that needs the closer isn't gonna give up one of their top of the line stars. Yeah. Like it's not. So you're, you're getting a bunch of you're gonna get a bunch of kids. So See, here's how it's gonna go. It's a holding pattern right now. Cubs are gonna sell. Cubs are either going to sell like a couple of their pieces, or they're just not going to do anything. Yep. And I think it's going to be the, the the latter there. I think so. Oh. I mean, again, I I, I, I just again, they, they need to be right now. They need to be watchful, waiting, see how the month of July plays out. Everyone is so quick to blow. Like again, Cup fans are so meatball hyperbole. You know, three weeks ago it was like World Series or bust. Three weeks later, actually six days later, that's going to be six <laughs> days later from being. It's blow it all up. Mm-hmm. It sucks blowing all up like that fast, like a week. That's and how it is now, though. That's, that but like, that's just what, shit, though. That's no, just, but what you also have to factor in is look what, like, okay, let's say they don't blow it up, but like they don't make the playoffs, kind of fizzle out at the end. They win like 80 something games. You know, what are you going to have? Do you have any confidence that Tom Ricketts going to be like, you know what, KB, here's here's your 175? No. So, the, <laughs> like, like, look what ownership is going to do. Like, do do you have any confidence in any of those guys? Like, you know, that guy is going to stick long term that um, you want back. Well, it, it, you have to be offered something, obviously. To exactly. No, up. that's why. Exactly. Do you that's even have Rick, confidence that they're going to offer? Ricketts just put top poor, poor Jed in, into a back. That's <laughs> like, fucking fucking Ricketts. So this is why these guys are fucking billionaires. Ricketts, ever, like a month ago, he's like, you know, it's all it's all in Jed Hoyer's hands. Right. He's going to make the decision. It's like, hey, you fucking asshole. You're giving me your budget. I can't I can't offer this guy it's in uh, Jed- you know whatever money if you're giving me like $10. It's in Jed's hands, but your budget specifically is $4.22. <laughs> so, you're it's in yeah. a Red Bull and that's it. It's in Jed's hands, but that's the only thing in your hands cuz you have no money. No money. No money. <laughs> it's completely oh, in your hands, but you have no I'll money. Box together and see if you can get a you know, a 300 hitter out of these two rocks. Yeah, like, so the, like what I want, what I don't want to see what happens is like the middle ground that we've seen with the Blackhawks after the third cup. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, now we're starting to see, you know, like the whole Duncan Keith, like, is he going to be traded? And like, we're well, starting so to see- what you're saying is you'd rather see the Cubs. You need to see the Cubs just pick a lane and go balls. Yes. To balls in yeah, that cause, lane. Like, I, Cause like I was like, once they traded you Darvish, mm-hmm. it was like, you're not, you're not trying to win this year. You right. kneecapped your fucking starting rotation. You're you're you don't think that you're going to contend. 
And yeah, they fucking tried their best. Like, credit to those fucking players. It through fucking in the middle of June. They look great. And even right now, they're still above 500. Yep. Everyone thought this was going to be like a like sub 500 team. If I just woke up from a coma <laughs> and pop this show on and listen to you two talk about the Cubs, <laughs> I would think they had 14 wins. <laughs> and it's just like, and it's just like, they just have no depth. God damn. Like, my love Edward Alizalite, but god damn, he cannot get out a left handed hitter. <laughs> No, like he just hangs a slider every fucking time. He does not have that like a second pitch for lefties. He keeps struggling. Uh, I mean, Kyle Hendricks, he was great for like a couple months, and then he has a like. I mean, he was fine against against that Brewers uh, game, but and I've never, I haven't, I haven't watched the start, but you, Jake's just done, huh? He's got. I was telling you guys since the beginning of the season, I was like, he is getting away with it. But I'll, that's why I said, I'll take it. If he just goes out there, gives us five innings, gives up three runs, take it. Because that is the best you're going to get. And mm-hmm. now we're seeing why. Because mm-hmm. every start, it would be the same thing. He has no fucking command. He has no, Obviously, he's not the guy from 2015, 2016, 2017. He's been injured the past three years. Like, he's, he's 35 now. Of course he's not going to be the guy. And he's not. He's bad. That yeah. this this is exactly what I know. People were like, "Oh, the Cubs can like you know do a little tweak. You could change the way he pitches. You incorporate some of his you know other off speed pitches because he can't throw. You know he can't throw ninety five, ninety six anymore. It's like no, he's done. It's fucking washed. This is this is exactly what you were gonna get. Yeah, I mean, I think this comment sums it up pretty solid by our guy Yumper. <laughs> Jake is poop. Jake is poop. I mean, uh, you know who's still getting paid though? A lot of guys that are poop. <laughs> that the Ricketts would never take the Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, by the way, guys. Oh yeah, Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, motherfucker. Right. One nine million dollars today, just from waking up. They should sign Korea in the winter. The Cubs got a hundred shortstops, dude. No, no, that's they do it. I fucking uh, sign someone. And he's going to the <laughs> Rangers, anyways. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Texas owner was just like. We're not selling Joey Gale. We're not selling anybody because we're keeping the squad and then we're spending a shit ton of money in the offseason. And we're mm. going to start with Carlos Correa. And we just built this big ass stadium. So we need people to keep coming. So we're going to put together a good team because a well known secret amongst baseball ownership and GMs if you put a good product on the field, people will come to, come to the games. What? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Crazy. That's what, that's I mean, I know they've done it with A Rod, but that was like 20 years ago. Like, didn't yep. they just try to get run? Every big free agent they were linked to this offseason, they just got outbid. Yep. There's a <laughs> crazy amount of good shortstops this offseason, though. Trevor Story, Trevor Story Carlos Correa, Correa. Um, pretty sure Javi Baez. Baez. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? I mean, yeah, there's a couple of guys. Uh, Simeon. I mean, he's been playing second, but he's like a shortstop, too. Yep. Yeah. For some weird reason, there's a area of White Sox Twitter that thinks the Blue Jays will just trade Simeon. Oh. Um, <laughs> because they like everybody in their teams, it's like Mets fans thinking that they're going to get KP. Corey Seager. <laughs> oh, by the way, the Brewers are already up 2 nothing on the on the, yeah. on the Pirates. So that's going to be six and a half games back. I mean, the Blue Jays are... It comes to be two and a half games back going into August. My, my, my apologies. The Blue Jays are <laughs> 41-38. and 38. But they're still eight and a half games back of the Red Sox. Well, wild card. If you go into the wild card, they're holy shit. They're five games out of the wild card. Oh boy. But oh, well, <laughs> their pitching has been. Oof. Their pitching 
stinks. And I wanted to, I ventured into Blue Jays Twitter a little bit. And the name that kept popping up is Garrett Crochet. They think they they think that they can make a trade and get Garrett Crochet. Dude, they've been, they've they've probably been seeing Sox Twitter and they're like everybody wants to trade Crochet. Well, so then I was just like, so I I replied to one of the Blue Jays Twitter. I was like, who are you giving up for Garrett Crochet? And he never answered. But some other random people were like, oh, well, we could put Simeon in a deal. I'm like, what? What is going? What what world do these people live in? That. Corey's get the fuck out of here, dude. Like well, yeah, that, there's another shortstop that's gonna be a free agent. Corey, Corey Seager. Seager. Yep. It's uh, just it's, fr- it's like we know like I know Kevin, you're con- you're still optimistic. But if nothing changes with the if nothing were changes with the rotation, like that's well, why I told you guys we, we, you know, we need the fucking sticky the spider tech back, damn it. Paul for, um, <laughs> I am you know I am one hundred percent down for Bring back this way. All right. Well, there's one move that may it's work. the only way. Now, go with me here real quick, okay? And go All with right. me. It's not a bias. Okay? So, you guys are going to throw this at me as bias because it happens to do with Javi. But here, go with me on this. Because the Cubs cannot trade, you know, the Cubs aren't going to be able to trade a, a to a team that's in need of, like, a Kimbrel, right? Because they're not going to give you a premium arm back because they're in contention, right? So, the Cubs, in essence, are going to have to trade with somebody out of contention if they're going to trade to improve themselves. What's the best option that they have as far as taking advantage of a small market, struggling franchise, ETC, you know, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. The only person that I feel that they could trade because he sells tickets and jerseys and hype more than actual substance most of the time or a lot of the time. I think that Javi Baez could be turned and, and, and traded to a smaller market team that has a plus arm. Than any other player in the Cubs, in the, in the Cubs, because I think that that team would say, "Hey, if we lock Javi up for a couple of years, he's going to sell tickets. He's exciting. You know, the, the the league loves to hype him up. He's fun to watch. Fans buy his stuff. The jersey, you know, it doesn't really matter if he can hit 250 and do what he does all day long on a bad team, and nobody gives a shit because he's probably the best player on that team. I think that the Cubs could actually use Javi to get a premium arm from one of those types of organizations if there are any available." than any of the other guys. They're not going to trade Rizzo for it. I doubt they trade KB for it because you know these, these teams know they're not going to lock KB up. But I think Javi would be more inclined. Like, again, a Marlins or a... I was waiting for you to give us some examples. Dude. Yeah. I was trying to see, yeah. Like, yeah, a Marlins. I mean, even a Royals. God, I mean... Count, even, like, I was going to say, like, in theory, like, sure. But, like, mm-hmm. realistically, like, who's going to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, well, like, let's look at the standings here. Let's go, like, say, like, no, like, it, like, it's not even like the like who is like who is a bad team. Like, why, why would that team give up a uh, a good young arm or even a good arm when they can get something probably better than a hobby bias? Because it's mm-hmm. a tickets thing. It's that's I, that, I'm only looking at it as like a business. They don't thing. care about like they don't care if they cared about tickets. They'd have a good team. <laughs> do you think? Like, do you think the like the Pittsburgh the Pirates? What about the Braves? Jerry, Jerry Reinsdorf tried to sell tickets. He didn't care about a good team for a long What about the Braves? Hmm. No, but like they need as much pitching help as they can get. To the- That's true. And they got a lot of bats. Um, is there anybody good like with the Orioles? Is there a good starter in that rotation? Is there a, a minor or what's his face was, but Harvey or whatever? Yeah. Uh, no, no, not Harvey. No, not Harvey. Uh, what's his name? Minor or no, not minor. Means. John Means, yeah. Yeah, Means was good for them for like 
three starts, and then he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you know. Yeah, you know, it, it. I mean, it just doesn't. It just there's a big gap of like, yeah, like we're gonna get him for two months. Like you're gonna. What about the Nationals and then play him at second base? <laughs> I mean, sure, for sure, is it? I'll do it. He was better at second base, anyways. Trey Turner and uh, Javi Baez is your middle infield. Decent. You know, like I, Cubs are just they're stuck again, and they did this themselves. They did the whole half-ass things. Like, oh, we're gonna try, kind of. That's one of the most frustrating things in sports. Being a fan is when your team middle of the roads. It. Yeah, like, and, and the sad part is it's like it's not middle of the road in the sense that there's still so much goddamn ability in that lineup. Yeah, and not That's, producing. That's the, it's uh, Wilson Contreras is not as bad as his numbers show. Rizzo not as bad as his numbers show, and Chris is obviously not as bad as June. And Javi, yeah. I don't think Javi is as bad as his numbers show either. Like, and again. I, 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 it just, it sucks because it's, it's more or less, you know, and again, I, I've never been, I, I've been trying to be really patient and I, I don't, I don't like splitting it all up. I don't, I, you know, I love it, you know, and there is a little bit of sentimentality there, but at the same time, there's just so much ability. I have a hard enough, harder time with the ability, like letting someone go um, because we're, you know, and it's a one month. I want to see Kyle Schwarber at the end of the season, but there's always that worry that someone's going to, you know, you trade Javi or you let Javi walk or you let Chris walk or you let Rizzo walk and they go out and, you know, they set a record in June for home runs hit and consecutive <clears> or whatever. <throat> like there is that concern there. Now I'm not concerned with the, the Kyle Schwarber. We know that there's been outliers and then hot moments with Kyle Schwarber. Mm-hmm. Kyle Schwarber had a great month of June. I want to know if this, if he's, if he keeps his up, that's great. If not, it's just June. You wasted it all in June. And it's just, he, he goes back to old Kyle Schwarber. June was just, again, an outlier. You know, I'm not getting freaked out about that because Jock Peterson, we know as well is a streaky, streaky guy, just like Kyle Schwarber. Jock Peterson could have a, an August or a July the same way Schwarber had a June, and we're not even talking about it anymore. We're forgetting that Kyle Schwarber had June. Like, So it's so quick. You got to look at the end of the year. You got to look at how everything plays out before you get freaked out about those things. But I just have a hard enough time leaving those guys. There's just so much. Like, it's just – it's right there. And I can't – and nobody can, it seems, put their finger on what the hell is the issue. What is the lock here? What is the blockage here that these guys aren't doing what you know they're capable of doing? We've seen them do it before. Like, what the hell? And so that makes it really hard because, again, I, if you're going to sell, I want to sell you know, three days before you have to sell. Three days before the deadline. If the Cubs can sit for now, they're going to make teams tease teams up and define. And then someone throws a home run at you, you got to take it, and you're not, you're not, you're not going to get it done. Fine. But I don't think the Cubs have to decide or should decide until the end of you know the, the, the latter third of the month of July, period. And then you can make a decision then. You have to let July play out. But at the same time, God, losing these guys, it would suck, but it's, it's maybe mm-hmm. up. I don't know. You know, it's, that's, that's the there's a culture of lays or malaise or what, whatever it is, it ain't working. And I don't know if, if kicking a couple of them out of the clubhouse fixes it. If you kick the wrong person out, all you do is just keep a broken clubhouse and add other names to it. You got to kick the wrong people out. So for the next 30 days, when the Cubs are looking like they're at rock bottom, I'm paying attention to who's acting like a jackass and who's working. And who's playing hard or who's showing their ass. That's what I'm looking for. And whoever's showing their ass and not busting it and playing hard and, and not focused for the next 30 days, those are the ones that got to go. Jesus, Jackie Bradley Jr. just threw a guy out at first base from the warning track. Oh. Got classic pirates. Yep. Classic <laughs> uh, pirates. And like I was, like was going to say, like, and that, like just talking about the half-assing part and like in terms of like the, building the roster, like trying to improve. Like the worst case scenario after the deadline would be the Cubs do nothing, they don't sell, they don't add, and then like the season kind of just finishes out, and then we get to the off season, and Ricketts is like, "Well, 
you know, we, we've 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 seen this core for the past few years. They really haven't got it together, and then everyone leaves. Free and then the Cubs, and then the Cubs have a couple comp picks, and then like those guys aren't going to be ready for another two to three years, and then it's going to be 2020, 2022. Cubs are going to be like, eh. It's going to be twenty twenty three. Cubs are going to be like, eh. Hopefully, Ed Howard's up by that time. <laughs> Hernandez just hit his first home run. Bisser, by the way, to right center. Uh, like day. Christian Hernandez is going to be like 18 when that happens. Like he's still going to be three, like two more years after that. I don't know. We've seen this a lot in baseball lately. A lot of these. That's true. That's 2021. The young phenoms have like when they've been studs, they'll they teams have called them up like when they're 20. So, 20 if, if the Cubs, I mean, if you need it, you need it. I just, they have so many middle infielders in the organization too, which can be converted to a third baseman, second baseman, shortstop, outfield. Like you can convert guys around. Oh, you know, that's great. Need. That's it. And that's the thing. Like I don't like like this offseason, Sign a fucking shortstop. I don't care. Like it's great that you have Ed Howard. It's great that you have Christian Hernandez. It is great that you don't have Nico who can play short too. Great. Have them all. You. This team has shown. This literal team has shown. Just because you have a whole bunch of shortstop doesn't guarantee you that they're all going to pan out eventually. Like you know, I hope it doesn't happen. But you know, there could be like another. Like, hopefully it's not, like, you know, personal stuff. But, like, there could be an Addison Russell who just fucking just is a fucking bust after a couple of years. There could be a, you know, like, look at even Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres is, like, fucking beast for the Yankees for a couple of years now. He's kind of savage. And everyone was, like, criticizing that trade. But I got the Cubs at World Series. So, like. Exactly. And, like, yeah, maybe, maybe hey, you know, maybe a couple of years down, maybe the Cubs have to, like, make a trade. Maybe they'll. But, you know, hope, hopefully not. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> One thing this, with this, this is a good point. This sounds so yeah. familiar, guys. Yes. This really does. Yes. Yeah. So familiar. But, but uh, see, here's for the those of you listening, hey, Maddie Mitch commented, sounds like Sox fans circa 2017 talking about minor league players. But here's the thing. What were the Sox doing in 2017? Losing 100 games. Rebuilding. The Sox were rebuilding. What are the Cubs? The Cubs aren't. The Cubs are like, oh, we're trying like, to compete. No, there's a big difference. You're absolutely right. You also have a franchise that's worth twice as much as the White Sox franchise, too. Right. rebuilding like they're a small market. The thing with prospects too is you know what you're getting with Javi, you know what you get with KB, you know what you're getting with Rizzo. You don't know what you're getting with any of these prospects. So you really have to ask yourself is is taking a gamble on a prospect the best I don't you know Ricketts they care about ticket sales. They've obviously made it clear in their biblical losses bullshit that ticket sales drives the Cubs front office. Well, if you don't put a good product on the field, people aren't going to buy tickets. So people are going to buy tickets. Then you're going to say, "I don't have money to put the product on the field." It's 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 Ricketts playing and grifting. It's a grift. It's all a grift. And that you know, you have these guys that are worth it. You know, you know what you're going to get with KB. You know what you get with Rizzo. You know what you get with Javi. Does it fit, or can you go out and get like say, for example, somebody else in the market that you can in, instead um, that just makes the team better as opposed to the talent better? Because we're obviously saying that the talent isn't enough. You have to have perfect fits. You have to have the right fits. It's not just we have eight supremely talented individuals, but they're all the same dudes, so they all have the same struggles. I actually made a joke the other night. I feel like the Cubs' offense is on the same cycle. They're all struggling at the same time, and they're all really hot at the same time. It seems like in May, they've they're, they're you know like you always joke about like you know like you know oh you know they all have the same that time of month is all the same. What it's the same kind of thing. The Cubs are they struggle together, which is a good thing and a bad thing because then there's nobody carrying them when when it's bad, it's really bad. But when it's good, it's really good. Do they get high at the right time? All of a sudden, now you have everybody hitting at the same time. So it's it's, it's a weird. This team is weird to me. A lot of baseball left too, man. Yeah, a lot of baseball. 81 games. Ooh. We're literally at the 100% midway point. There's 81 left. 
for the Cubs right now. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So that's a lot of baseball. That's All a right. lot. Of- okay, so who do you want? Who do you want for Kopik? For Kopik? Who do you want? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, you need pitching, though. You guys have plenty of pitching. You guys don't need Kopik. Chris Bryant with a contract. All right, well, talk to KB. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Go Cubs. Go Cubs. <laughs> they definitely wouldn't trade Kopech right now. No. He's pretty much untouchable. I don't know. We've we've ad nauseum gone over targets for the White Sox. So it is what it is. Juan Soto. Chuck Peterson? Juan Soto. Three team trade. Chuck Peterson? Three team trade. <laughs> Kopech. Go pick for Soto. Ooh. Josh Donaldson. <laughs> I mean. Ultimate ultimate heel turn. What a heel Josh, turn. Josh Donaldson comes to the White Sox, helps him win a World Series. Kurzinski 2.0, kind of. Yeah, no, that no, that would be. That would 100% be Kurzinski 2.0. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny as hell. All right. Sorry, I was reading up on the, uh, the Trevor Bauer. I, so we're not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. No, I can give about no, – I'm not, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not, no, I did think on uh, Sunday Night Baseball he did have a uh, – well, all the other shit aside and, and the fact that I despise the guy. I thought his explanation of the sticky stuff on Sunday Night was a very, very good segment on the broadcast. Yeah. A-Rod shut. A-Rod's mouth shut because he didn't want to talk about performance enhancement anything. But it was actually really good breaking down like the sticky, sub- sticky substances, how it delays the game, how it could be manipulated, the, how um, you know the difference between sticky stuff post two thousand eighteen compared to sticky stuff before. How you know what's the difference between like stuff that helps you get a grip and this stuff that's actual performance enhancing substances, which everyone's lumped everything into performance enhancing substances when they aren't all performance enhancers. And you know, and then we had the guy with the White Sox get hit where the you know Major League Baseball won't release test results. You know, they say that he had rosin in his glove, which is ironic because, yes, your left arm, if you put it down at your side and you're sweating on a summer day and you have rosin on your arm, it's going to drip down into your glove. And a lot of guys put rosin on their arm to keep the sweat from getting in the heel of their glove so that the glove doesn't come off feeling a ground ball. There's a lot of question marks about the idea of like the continuity and the subjectivity of it all. So I thought that was actually really good. Um, just to hear it, read that or watch it. It's a really good explanation of why there's so many flaws and how the league is coming down. On I'm not going to talk about Trevor Bauer in any case way, shape, or form. Uh, breaking moves for Cubs fans, though. Oh, God. Jacob, Jacob DeGrom just gave up three runs in the first. Maybe the Mets will trade him for someone. <laughs> Until, um, maybe for Eric Sokol? Um Or maybe you could trade for Noah Syndergaard. Isn't he, is he alive? <laughs> he's been tweeting lately. Yeah, dude, he's been He's dancing on Bauer's grave, um, <laughs> but I don't know. That actually, it, I think it'd be like a crazy move like that that the Cubs would have to pull off to get an arm. It would have to be something. What Jacob Degrom? No, not Degrom, oh. but like a like a Syndergaard, like a dude that's currently hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're betting on him coming back. Well, I mean, yeah, Colby's coming back from the IL. He came back today. He pitched today, baby. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. We good. <laughs> I mean, Michael Kovac, like, injury prone? Well, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Oh, God. You're not, you're not breaking any news there. 
There you go. Uh, the entire ma- that's the other thing. The entire Major League Baseball is injury prone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, MLB injury prone? Yes. You I know what? Know. No, Kevin. Let's get out in front of this. Uh, you know, if, if, let's just say the Cubs just kind of keep it going downhill in July, and they're, they're just not in it for the final couple months. You know, you look at 2021, it was kind of a weird year. You know, all these injuries, the rule changes, like, it's not, you know, it's not really a real season. Well, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm there. I, I like where you're going with this all Yeah, I, like, I mean, the, like, when you look uh, back at it, it was kind of weird, like, you know, a lot of injuries, uh, sticky text. Uh, the, yeah, it's not really, no. doesn't really count. Sticky tech. <laughs> doesn't really count. You know, I was told that we were supposed to have takeout instead. It's carry out food. It's different. Um <laughs> His players aren't eating right. Um, Clayton Kershaw is a free agent. <laughs> Let us uh, in the maybe you can make a trade with uh, good old Uncle Joe out in L.A. and get Dylan Bundy. Maybe. How about Otani, though? My God. What a, what a great for the game. MVP. Jeez, old Pete, man. I, I, he just keeps going. It always hurts me that the that somehow the Cubs were a finalist, but they have to be out in, out in the West Coast. <laughs> Cubs should just move the team. Yep. I still cheer for the Cubs. Oh, Catalina yeah. Island, where they used yeah. to have spring training. Move yeah. them to move them to Arlington Heights. Um, <laughs> so do you not want do you not want the Bears to manage? I guys, don't care. You guys do that, right? That the Cubs <laughs> used to hold spring training mm-hmm. on Catalina Island. Like, it's so uh, that went their owner. They did. He just wanted to chill out there. Yeah. yeah. Wrigley, that was Wrigley's Island. They actually they have buffalo out there that they brought for a film shoot that they never left. So now they have like. Native buffalo on there. It's a Canada yeah, wine mixer. There's right? a lot of Wrigley stuff there, and so yeah, the Cubs used to, you know, pow, pow, pow. Yep. All right, boys. Uh, so yeah, make sure you follow us at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. Uh, there's a link at the top to buy some merch, support the show for KFids. Although I'm Zo, we will talk to you guys next week. And if there is any breaking news, we might go live like this or live on Twitter or something like that. But You're going to definitely want to follow along. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on the Season, make it all change. Season, make it all change. Season, make it all change. Season, make it all change.